0: Being dudes, here on the Draft Dudes podcast, presented by Locked On. It is Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs from the Draft Network, and we are your hosts here on this Wednesday edition of the show. We're going to do some word association, have some fun here on the
1: podcast, cut loose a little bit. Kyle, how are we doing? Welcome to the show. Good afternoon, good morning, wherever you guys are listening from, whatever time. Joe, we're recording in the afternoon on Tuesday. So I'm wishing you a good afternoon.
0: We got a lot of feedback, man. People, people were pretty stirred up by our Beatles takes yesterday. A lot of people were inspired by them, and others were like, nah, dude, y'all don't know music.
1: That's okay. I'll, I will gladly bypass knowing music if that's the cost of liking the Beatles.
0: They've already given us some next week to deal with. I think we got somebody who wants us to talk about, who is it, The uh, Rolling Stones or something? I don't listen, know. Listen,
1: guys, people subscribe to this podcast to listen to us talk about football. Nobody wants us to ever <laughs> talk about anything other than football all the time. So you're going to get us in trouble, and we're going to get one-star reviews. So if you're going to leave these kinds yeah. of takes, we need five-star reviews and your friends' five-star reviews to help offset the difference. So before we get into football,
0: all right, so check this out, right? I uh, I host another podcast. I know. I feel like I'm cheating on you, but I do. You know, Locked on Bills, right? For part okay. of the Locked On Network, right? And uh, I do this thing, which is it kind of plays off of a concept that You you and I used to do on this show from time to time called Water Cooler Wednesday. So I bring on a guest and we have an organic conversation about the bills on the Lockdown Bills podcast. And as part of that, kind of have a little warm up where there's some some different rapid fire type questions that I ask my guest. So I'm putting together my my list of questions for Ryan Talbot, who will be on the podcast Wednesday with me. And I came to this one and I said, oh, God, I got to ask Kyle that. So here it is. This is a proposition for you. And I know you're a movie guy. So. Of the two movies that are coming out fairly soon and you could only watch one, you could only ever watch one, you can never watch the other one that I'm about to say, would you rather see the new Avengers movie or the new Lion King movie?
1: Oh, this is easy. Give me the Avengers. I know exactly how Lion King ends. (laughs) I know what that storyline I know that storyline. OK, so that wasn't hard for you at all. No, I, it's an easy sacrifice when one is a remake.
0: Really? OK, so you're not saying, hey, I don't not want to see the Lion King. I just
1: if if I had to do without, without one, it would be that because you already know what happens. Correct. I could just apply my imagination and watch like Planet Earth 2 and <laughs> try and put like those scenes into my own remade version of the Lion King. Right. That was pretty anticlimactic. That wasn't hard for you at all, but I guess I see your logic. Well, here, here was one. Somebody had asked. I think it was Elliot Christ had asked, uh, and I saw people hemming and hawing about this one. And I didn't think this one was hard either. It was, if you could only watch one this April, what would it be? Game of Thrones, right? It's the last season of Game of Thrones. Avengers Endgame, the NFL Draft, or the Masters? Oh, I think that's super easy. You're watching what? The draft. No, you're not, because you don't watch the draft, you punch. Yeah, but I mean,
0: in hypothetical you the draft, so You know. so you don't need to pick it. Okay, so that doesn't
1: factor in? What no, that, are the other three? That,
0: the Avengers, Game of Thrones, and what? The Masters? The Masters. I'm watching yeah. the
1: Masters. Right. And for me, it's like, I don't care about the Masters at all. I work the draft, so I don't watch the draft. And Avengers Endgame comes out on... April 26th or 25th. I'll wait six days and go watch Avengers on May 1st, brother. Give me game oh. of Thrones. I get three episodes of game of Thrones in the month of April. So oh wait, was that an admission? Are you guys, are you guys really doing that? We're going
0: to do the live draft stream for a hundred million hours on Thursday. And then you guys are going to the movies after. Is that Probably. really going to happen?
1: Is Probably. Probably.
0: Gonna- <laughs> <laughs> Not me. I'll be back at the hotel reflecting on the draft, getting ready for day two, resetting the board. Um, so speaking of the draft, why you guys listen to this podcast, we think. We think allegedly that's why people listen to the Draft Dudes podcast. We've had some fun in the past with word association, and uh, we're going to do some of that today. Kyle and I both have brought 10 different words to the table where the other person, don't we we don't know what they are, but we're going to react to them here on the podcast. And I'm ready to redeem myself because – i don't think i did so hot on the ones that we did for the uh the senior bowl live stream so i'm ready to redeem myself it's because you didn't (laughs) well no i i admitted that i admitted that but i'm I'm gonna be a little more comfortable here today i'm gonna get some good responses out for you okay so who's
1: giving the first one i want you to go first (laughs) Receive the first or give the first.
0: I'm giving the first, so you're going to okay. have to respond to these five. So I'm going to break. We'll break them up into fives. That sound good? No, give me one at a time. No, I don't understand that one at a time. But after well, I yeah, have we ten, alternate.
1: We alternate. We alternate.
0: Oh, we're okay. We're alternating. Yeah, through. we're going to alternate. All right. all right, all right, all right, all right. That was not. That was. Do you have a, a Matthew McConaughey with that? I bet you, you do. All right, all right, all right. See, I knew it. I knew you would have that. All right, first one here it comes. You ready? Yes. I am Terry McLaurin
1: day two. Okay. That's my short answer. My long answer is I know Mel Kuyper put McLaurin at 26 to the Colts. Would it absolutely positively stun me if this materialized? No, because if Mel's putting it there, he's likely been given some breadcrumbs to make him believe that. But with that said, this time last year, Jerron Christian was a first round offensive tackle for Mel Kiper. Jerron went win, third round. I
0: don't know, I shouldn't have been drafted round.
1: at all. Well, uh, <laughs> no lies detected, but I digress. Uh, that's kind of how the these big fish operate, right? Like a lot of the, I don't want to say everybody, but a lot of the ESPN and NFL network guys, like Peter Schrager, with all due respect, Peter, your dog shit mock that you put out yesterday was just brutal as far as uh, Jalen Ferguson and DeAndre Walker going in the first round and the Rams at 31 taking a running back. It's just, they hear things and they apply things. And some of that comes down to having access to information and people knowing that you have access to people with a platform on the other side of the fence. So, Terry McLaurin being forecasted in the first round really just comes down to somebody wants that perception of Terry McLaurin to be out there, whether it's his agent, whether it's a, a team that's hoping another wide receiver that's in the fringe first round drops into the early second round, whatever the case may be. He's a very good football player. He's going to be a special team stud. He's probably going to be a solid number two wide receiver in the pros.
0: Kyle, 11 out of 10 draft Knicks will tell you that Terry McLaurin's a good prospect. And I hate that mel putting him in the first round causes us to have to like talk him down because he's super likable like across the board super likable player but we we don't i mean come on now like (laughs) don't put us in this spot where we gotta like you just got crazy mel you got real crazy with that one so maybe that'll be a soundbite that gets us in trouble down the line but i just do not see him going in the first round
1: i agree with you all right so my first one for you joe is bill burr oh man have you you've seen his rant on the nfl draft that's what that's what prompted uh, me to bring him up today. Yes. So,
0: uh, man, everybody know. Well, not everybody, you know, because. Because, you I'm know, your, I, I your watch. Yeah. yeah, I watch Bill Burr stuff like all the time, like me and my fiance, we, we like when we have dinner Like for the last three weeks, we just put on uh, YouTube clips of Bill Burr and we actually stumbled across that one. Uh, recently where bill Burr just rips the nfl draft about what he say, it's like it's like uh going to a high school graduation uh and uh you don't know anybody uh, on the list and, and all you can do is you, you just read the list the next day it's like a big waste of time bill man i love you in every sense of the way but your, your takes on the nfl draft are are not or they don't sit well with me at all but his okay his takes on population control man i can get behind those um that was bad uh listen to his context for his comments for context on (laughs) it bill burr's the man i love him digging yourself a hole brother i did uh actually people don't even know about the hole i dug for myself uh i was on yesterday's show man we had to
1: yeah we had to go it's bad when we have to cut it we like to let you guys laugh with us but there was a hole (laughs) dug so deep i think joe popped out of china on the other side of that hole He, (laughs) he dug it so deep I even I and a lot of times I'll stop and
0: be like, "Hey man, you know, we got to edit that out." And then I'm like, "I know, no, nah, no, nah, we're keeping it. We're gonna have to just keep it." This was one of those, "Nah, dude, like <laughs> it's, <laughs> gotta gotta go. <laughs> it's gotta go, it's gotta go, it's gotta go." All right, here's your next one, Kyle. uh One word for you: explosive.
1: Oh boy! No fan. Make no fan. So athletic testing was explosive. I think his style of play is explosive. Um, As a receiver, big-time vertical weapon, I think both he and Hockinson will be much better pros than they were college players. But if you had to ask me to encapsulate one player in this year's class with the word explosive, it'd probably be no offense just because he checked every single box with athletic testing for that explosiveness. Joe, your next one is Kelvin Harmon.
0: Power forward. Uh, I think Kelvin didn't obviously test as well as I'd hoped at the combine, uh, but uh, I, I really like his route running, and I, I love him at the catch point. I feel like if there's one guy that really gives you that consistency in contested situations to really like just be an alpha, probably him more than anyone in this class I feel most comfortable with. All right, Kyle, your next one is one word, Reach.
1: Sean Gary. Oh, yeah. And the anticipation is that Sean Gary is going to be a top-ten pick. I like Rayshawn Gary, okay? Do not get me wrong. I have a top-30 grade on Sean in this year's draft class. I have an early second-round value on Rayshawn in this year in any draft class, regardless, just looking at his resume and his athleticism and, and his skill set. But if you're telling me in this year's edge class, in this year's defensive line class, with Burns, Quinnen, Cleland, Josh Allen, Christian Wilkins, Ed Oliver. Sean's going to be a top 10 pick. It's a reach. Joseph, your third one is Juan Thornhill.
0: Coward. And that's referring to myself um, because I loved, I loved Juan <laughs> for so long. You I was did. like, I mean, in,
1: you, you've been on Warren Thornhill for two years now.
0: I know, I know, I know. And then I got nervous. I got a little nervous. Like, man, does is his athleticism there? Like, he moved from corner to safety, but then like he's such a like a great trigger. Like, I love his mental processing, and he makes big time plays in the ball. And I'm like, well, I mean, those are redeeming qualities, even if he's not athletic. And then he friggin' blew up the combine. If I would have just held firm there, I'd look like a hero. So I'm disappointed in myself. I, I love Juan Thornhill as a player, but I talked him down a little bit before the combine. and That was me being a
1: coward. Well, there's that. I mean, these head games are really real, you know? Yeah, yeah, man. Spent all day thinking about this stuff, right?
0: And sometimes you overthink it. Like, that's a good football player on tape. He had a good corner tape. He has good safety tape. He makes plays on the ball. He tackles. He, he sees the field cleanly. He's always where he's supposed to be. And then I overthought his athleticism. And then, you know what? Juan Thornhill said, gave me two, you know, double birds and said, nah, dude, I'm super athletic. I'm one of the most athletic safeties that's ever came to the combine. That's what he said to me. Hurt. That's what <laughs> he said right to me. Hurt. Looked me right in the eyes. My God. All right. Is it your turn?
1: Yeah, it's my turn.
0: <laughs> Number four. On, this is your fourth one. Ed Oliver.
1: Uh, I want to say underrated at this point. Because we're at the point now where, like, the expectation is Ed is going to go where in the draft? His ceiling's probably nine. Oh, it's so weird. Yep. Probably. And Ed's, like, super good. Like, I, I just turned on uh, tape the other day to watch Houston. I was watching Ameki Egbule, who is an outside linebacker who I really like as a potential late-day two target uh, he's kind of like Tyus Bowser kind of played that same way, wait, wait, wait. but I, Houston
0: has a, as a linebacker that you think is day two worthy.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, I need to update my watch list like right away. I've never heard I, of this guy. I watched him two days ago and I said, Holy shit. It's like Tyus Bowser, but he's better in pass coverage. What? Yeah.
0: Okay, <laughs> immediately adding to my watch list. What this is, I'm going to put Houston outside linebackers. Houston, all right,
1: and his numbers eight, number eight. All right, got it. Okay, um, and Ed's just flashing all over the screen, and it's just like that nice, healthy reminder. Like I watched and noted Ed back in December, and I haven't watched Ed Oliver since then because I've been trying to watch 300 guys. Ed's not a guy that I've prioritized for a rewatch because I have him rated as one of the studs of the class. But nobody talks about Ed right now, you know? Like, everybody's talking about Quinnen and the edge guys and Kyler Murray, and it, it's like Ed's sitting here, and he's quietly probably one of the five safest players in the class as far as you put him in a three-technique role and you ask him to just run past offensive linemen, and he's going to tear people up. Ready for your next one? I am. This is number four for you, yeah? Uh, yes. Sleeper. Ooh. Sleeper.
0: Um, man, this is hard for me. Kalen Saunders from Western Illinois, the defensive tackle. It's a good call. Yeah, you know... I don't know. I don't know as much about what other people think of this class. So like, I I haven't really taken the time to compare what I think about these players compared to maybe the consensus, but I, I think probably collectively Kalen Saunders isn't discussed enough. Super interesting player because at Western Illinois, he was just bigger and stronger than everybody and faster than everybody. And he just tossed guys out of the way. I mean, literally just, just like they were rag dolls. I mean, literally. And You get excited about that, but then you have to remind yourself. Well, that's not how he's going to beat, uh, you know, David DeCastro at the next level, right? It's not going to work. But then you think you see see him at the Senior Bowl, and you see him get some some really good coaching. And there was some plenty of times throughout the course of week of practice and the games where you saw some technique that started to be implemented and uh, just more of a feel for diagnosing plays. And uh, you know, if I'm talking about you know, if I miss out on one of these top tier defensive tackles, I'm comfortable with Kalen early third round. And I think that he can really provide a, a defense, a really exciting wrecking ball player that has a stout anchor and gives you pass rush ability. So uh, there's a long answer for my, for my sleeper, but that, I get excited about Kalen's tape. Joseph, I have some breaking news. Okay.
1: Legitimate breaking news. Oh, wow. This has happened a lot here lately. So yeah, yeah let's it's go. Dolphins tried to make blockbuster trade on this starting quarterback prior to 2018. Any so gaps? going
0: into last season, the going Dolphins tried to season.
1: they tried to trade for this guy. Yes,
0: starting quarterback. Wentz, no. Was that a bad
1: guess? He's older than Wentz.
0: Well, I mean, Wentz isn't necessarily old. They He's tried to trade for
1: five thousand yards in a season. Stafford, yes. Really? That's interesting, Kyle. Gase apparently called Patricia and was willing to offer, at a minimum, the 2018 first-round uh, first pick, which would have been 11 overall. And uh, stat, uh, Patricia told him to pounce in.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, if you're Matt Patricia, are you trying to trade away like a legitimate starting NFL quarterback in your first year with the team?
1: No, I guess he – guess Gase kind of saw it as an opportunity of, you know, maybe if he wants to do the Gruden method, right? Or he wants to put his stamp on the team. He yeah. wants his guy there. Yeah. Figured it was worth a try.
0: That's interesting. Well, now you have Ryan Fitzpatrick, so everything
1: worked out as it should, you know? Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Kyle gets to experience the Fitz magic this What's year. I'm, ex-
1: I'm excited for Fitz magic. It's I'm because excited it's for you. A dude that's, that has balls playing quarterback is something oh, he hasn't had in like – forever
0: now he's gonna
1: he's gonna throw 18 20 picks this year but i don't care like the dude's not afraid and checking everything down all the time so let's go you set
0: the over under at 18 and a half right yep but we didn't go on record as that being an official bet yet
1: we did not okay just let me know when you're ready you let me know when you're ready to give me that fifth word association
0: all right i'm ready here it comes all right new orleans saints
1: um, they're good. <laughs> they're very good. I would love to see them trade for Robert Quinn, Joe. I know you would too. Because
0: uh, that would mean Ziggy goes to the Bills. Is that why you said that?
1: No, it has everything to do with what our stance was on Marcus Davenport being a good prospect oh. but not a prospect that was worth investing two first round picks in so then oh. entering year two of the Marcus Davenport experience if the Saints feel like they're so desperate to upgrade their pass rush that they're willing to trade a mid-round pick to the Miami Dolphins for Robert F and Quinn that's not a ringing endorsement
0: Kyle the receipts I might just give you my login and password to my Twitter <laughs> account <laughs> It just lets you just do what you need to do, and I'll get out of the way because there was some angry Saints fans at me
1: for that Marcus Davenport take I had last year. That's not even to say that Marcus isn't going to work out, but like your whole point was you're in a winning window right now with Drew Brees. You can't concede this year's first-round pick and next year's first-round pick in a win-right-now window unless the player you're going to pick is going to help you win right now, and Marcus Davenport did not do that as a rookie last year.
0: Nope, he sure didn't, and um, how dare I question the scouting department that landed the Saints Camara and Marcus Williams
1: and Marshawn Lattimore. How dare I, Kyle? Anyways. You feel better? I do. All right. My next word association for you is best position group in the 2019 draft.
0: Um. I mean, I guess defensive line collectively. I don't. I don't know how you go against it. I don't necessarily think they're super deep, but I think there's probably five or five to seven at each spot that are worth a top fifty pick, and that's that's really good. That's really good. I, I think that tight end probably comes into play a little bit. I think there's probably five to seven of those that I take in the top seventy five, but you know, defensive line is really good this year. Uh, Kyle, before we continue with your next Word Association, I want to remind you guys to subscribe to the Draft Dudes podcast and do so on the new Himalaya podcast app. In an ever-expanding podcast world, you need Himalaya with their personally curated playlists and new features every day. Download Himalaya at your app store and subscribe to Draft Dudes. We'll be right back after this to finish up the Word Association. All right, Kyle. You are back on the
1: clock here. You ready? We got uh, five more each yeah, to rip you're, through. You're, remember when you were worried this was going to be like a five minute podcast?
0: Kyle, I worry about that every day. Oh, 20, my God. We're, we're
1: twenty two minutes in. All right, so we'll kick. We'll pick up the pace here. <laughs> we're gonna pick have to up go to the fire, <laughs> rapid fire here, baby. <laughs> All right, here we go. Bust. Oh, jeez. Um, Jalen Jaylen Jalen Ferguson. <laughs> Listen, as long as he's going to continue to get projected in the first round range, which I've seen multiple people put him in after he ran an eight-second three-cone drill, (laughs) I'm going to classify him as a bust because he's going to disappoint you if that's your expectation.
0: Kyle, could you do an eight-second three-cone drill on a hardwood floor with no shoes on? Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Oh, boy. Okay, let's move on.
1: I can't wait to find out. I'm eagerly awaiting finding out. Okay. So next word association for you is Lonnie Johnson. Overrated, right? I mean,
0: like he's got physical traits, but his tape's bad. Um, And I think uh, there's a lot of corners this year with really average tape, but really good physical traits that um, are going to get drafted high because that's what the NFL does. They draft cornerbacks high, but more often than not, the guys that can't really cover—they're not good players in the NFL. So, uh, he's concerning.
1: All right, Kyle, your next one, underrated. Underrated. Let me uh, uh, check the big board here, Joe. Hmm. Yeah. Word association. Using resources. Imagine. Listen, I gotta—I don't want to give a, a dunce take. Amani Hooker from Iowa. Dude got, had great testing. He's got phenomenal tape. Really, the only question was, I don't think he can play deep middle. Well, guess what? You don't have to play him in deep middle. And even if you wanted to, athletically, there's enough there to suggest that he could get away with it. I think he's a cover two safety. I think he's a guy that can drop down into the box and play some man-to-man coverage. He's really controlled with his feet. I like his awareness in, in coverage. Monty Hooker, I think, is going to be a starter. And Iowa has a nice little pipeline now coming of defensive backs into the pros. And Hooker's the next one on the list. Garrett Bradbury. Ah, stud. Love him.
0: I love Garrett Bradbury. I think think the Chiefs need to go defense for sure. But what a great fill-in for Mitch Morse if they were able to get him at the end of the first round. I mean, the Saints don't have a first-round pick, but they'd love to get him to replace Max Unger. I mean, you think about the Vikings and Titans. I just feel like there's so many spots that make sense for him. I think that he's going to be a
1: really, really good player.
0: All right, Kyle, your next one is Nashville.
1: Can't wait to be there. We can't say too much yet, I don't think, Joe. Other than we'll be there. But we will be there, and we will be providing live analysis of the 2019 NFL draft in person and on the airwaves. Is that, is that when fair? Do we get to
0: tell people what's going on, I don't man. know. We,
1: we got to put the full core press on. But we, I mean, we booked who's hotel. The, who's our brand manager? Who's the brand manager for the Draft Network? So, come on. I'm not responsible <laughs> for finalizing the business deals. Uh, I know I you know. bastard. All right. All right. Okay. Uh, next word association for you is Josh Rosen.
0: Every team should try to trade for him that needs a quarterback. QB one this year, like not even close. I mean, if, if I'm the Giants, I'm giving up, what is it? They pick six, I'm giving them away immediately. Would it be the easiest decision I've ever made? The Bengals, what a great pick that would be for them at number 11 instead of whatever, you know, Devin Bush or whoever they're going to get instead. I mean, if I'm the Redskins, I'm doing it. I, I'm doing it if, if I'm the Dolphins. I'm doing it
1: every single team that needs a quarterback. It's the easiest thing I've ever done. Especially when you consider the salary ramifications. Arizona's <coughs> on the hook for his guaranteed money. Period. Yeah. The entire contract. Yeah, you, my God, it's the easiest got to pay his round, salary for three years.
0: And you can control him for a fourth season, right? Yep. He could pick up his fifth year option and have a pretty
1: reasonable deal. I, it's Come on now. What are we doing? The, the problem okay. with that is he's not for sale.
0: <laughs> yes, uh, that is a problem. So if he was for sale, I believe it would happen. It should. All right, here we go. Your next one, Kyle Dexter Lawrence,
1: underrated. I get that he plays a position that's not overly coveted, and he might not necessarily play ninety percent of his snaps. But he's really good at what he does. I'm sorry, I thought he got better this year. I got thought he got Mm -hmm. looked more like the freshman phenom version of himself this year than what he did in 2017 when he was playing through some injuries and dealing with some some stuff durability-wise that was really impacting his play on the field. So Dexter, I wouldn't be mad if a team in the the late 20s drafted Dexter Lawrence. Just based on if they have a well-developed roster, there's no like blatant best player available picks, I wouldn't hate it. I feel like the masses would riot, but I would not hate it um Joseph Speed ah oh, speed um
0: Miko Hardman super fast I I think about those receivers who's that other dude that's uh Paris Campbell he's really fast but he's weird cuz he doesn't win vertically
1: <laughs> think I <laughs> saw I th- think I saw Ben finnell said his average depth of target was like 4 yards yeah <laughs> yeah
0: it makes sense Just watch dude, the tape that's, I mean, that's
1: 4 and 4 yard depth
0: yeah. Not, not good. Not good. Uh, I I don't know. I think there's the right team can get something out of them for sure. Um, I, Curtis Samuel was a guy that I had a lot of questions about and his ball skills and vertical receiving really improved this year for the Panthers. So I'm a, uh, i am I like Paris Campbell, not like first round or anything like that, but I think he, he could be a good weapon in the NFL. Kyle, your last one. And then you're off the hook. Hopefully this one's a good one. Here we go. Will Greer
1: uh it's gonna be a long time pro i just don't think he's gonna be a long time starter i really like what will brings to the table in the quick game a lot of quick gun a lot of shotgun three-step drop inside 10 yards that's where he's at his best just don't ask him to hold the ball real long because that's when he seems to get off the rails joe your last one is the draft network
0: fun man fun we're having fun uh can't believe we get to do this every day watch football players write about them talk about them uh, the group of guys that we have working together just talking ball all day I mean I never thought my life would be where it is and I'm very thankful and man it excited I mean like I never I don't want to rush this process and get through the 2019 NFL draft but part of me is really excited about what we have planned for phase two and how much better we'll be with you know this time under our belt to reflect on what works and what we can do to focus our time better and so um, just excited, man. Having a lot of fun.
1: Amen. Also having a lot of fun. Hope you guys are having a lot of fun following draft dudes, following locked on NFL draft, uh, heading over to the DraftNetwork.com and following everything that we have going on there. We want to thank you guys for stopping by today. We hope you come back and see us again tomorrow. Hit uh, subscribe on the podcast. If you have hot takes for takes on takes Tuesday, hit us on social media. Joe is at the Joe Marino. I'm at grinding the tape. Hope to see you guys again tomorrow.